Welcome to the Connor Churland podcast, where I, Connor Churland, meet up with a musician, hear about what makes them tick, what influences their art, what they're bringing to the musical table. And on today's musical table plate, we have Descolada, aka Colton. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. We talk about things like, you know, crippling self-doubt, uh, the people around you being so supportive and loving that it enables you to chase your dreams. If you're into that sort of thing, I think you'll enjoy the conversation. So please enjoy Descolada, aka Colton. Colton, how you feeling, man? Dude, I'm feeling all right. Feeling all yeah. right. Just got done uh, hanging out with a dude who's going to do some videography for me, and he kept... Uh, fueling me with more beers so <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to get uh, yeah. hired for a job oh yeah no he's a great he's a great yeah. dude but <laughs> that's a great first impression he yeah I, I, I left oh yeah and i was like all right i gotta leave at six and then at like six twenty-three or six thirty, i was like well i still haven't left yet and i've had one too many <laughs> beers but we're gonna we're gonna yeah. go we're gonna kill it <laughs> sweet so videos for the album release yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's for we're gonna do one for my second single, um, and then we're gonna do one. He's kind of doing like a here in Asheville. Uh, you, like you've recorded some of the people from like the Gems on VHS crew and whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so he's kind of like trying to start something in some way similar to that, but in like cool. the Asheville music scene because there's like just a lot of incredible, incredible people out here for sure. Yeah. What do you think brings them out there? Yeah, I mean, there's a few things. Like, I'm not from here originally um, either. So, like, there's a lot Where are you of from? Uh, Indiana originally, northern okay. Indiana. Um, but he, uh, well, not he, but like, I don't know. There's like, you can play at a lot of places. Like, the brewery scene around here yeah. is insane. I mean, there's like 75 breweries in like a Asheville alone, which is a town of, like, I don't know, 70,000 people. Yeah, <laughs> so, wow, geez. That's, yeah, not, too, that's a lot too of many. breweries. Yeah, right? almost too many for sure. <laughs> But, uh, like you can play almost all of them. Like they all hire yeah. musicians and stuff. And so like mm. you can play full time in this tiny town somehow. Cool. Um, and then if you go in the region, it's even more like, it's crazy. Um, and it's in, you know, Appalachia. So there's just like mountain music has always been a thing there. Like it's always been an important part of the culture. Like there's some like, you know, friends around here who grew up with like, you know, professional musicians as their neighbors and stuff. And so they like, no one out here thinks it's weird when someone tells them like, yeah, I'm a full-time musician. Yeah. Whereas like where I'm from in Indiana, like that's not a thing, like right. full on, not a thing at all. Like you could play for free wherever you wanted sort of thing. Like right. and that's what I did all throughout high school was like playing like hardcore bands and stuff for free. Nice. But like, you know, we'd get 300 kids out and we wouldn't see a dime. Yeah. <laughs> the venue would eat up all because it just, we didn't know any better out there. Yeah. <laughs> but Jeez. do you do the yeah. bar scene now? Is that, that what you do full time? Yeah. I mean, basically like last year, like pre COVID, that's pretty much what I was doing. We were hitting yeah. up like Charleston, all cities throughout, uh, you know, North Carolina, some in like Tennessee and Virginia playing a lot of breweries. Yeah. Like, Cause like for, Americana country music and stuff like that's what they want. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah <laughs> they're yeah. thirsty for it, so it's nice. But um, I haven't, I haven't been playing live a ton uh, lately, and I haven't really played uh, a whole lot for this project. Like I was playing for a guy named Clint Roberts, and we were, I mean, sometimes we were getting like you know fifteen, sixteen shows a month, like playing 
you know, a hundred dollars a head sort of thing, you know, at a yeah. brewery. So yeah. I've been to too many breweries. Like I don't even drink craft beer anymore. Cause it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us way too much. <laughs> yeah. I just want like a Modelo or something now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a Bud Light, like <laughs> all this heavy shit I'm tired of. <laughs> when but, you're doing, uh, when you're doing, uh, some of your own stuff, like when you're mm-hmm. not out with Clint, um, yeah. Who are who are the people you're bringing with you? I see Ryan Stigman showing up a ton. Dude, Ryan Ryan is the dude. I couldn't shout him out like enough. Um, he like he's all throughout on my record. Like he's I don't know. I don't want to call him a savant because I think there's almost a negative side of being called a savant. Sure. But he's he I guess a genius, just a full on genius. Like he he played pedal steel on my record. He played, uh, did like a lot of the flat picking and stuff. He played bass on some of it. He wrote and like performed the three part harmonies with like one of the other singers. He half produced it with like my producer and like good, good friend, uh, Garrett Lange Bartles. And I'm probably like missing some shit that he did on that. Like he, he did so much and he's just like an absolute sweetheart. So he's like, if I could hire, if, if Ryan could just like stick by my side at all times, like I would yeah. have him for everything. Yeah. Uh, but like everyone also loves him. So like everyone wants to hire him sort of thing. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. So he plays with Clint now. I'm not really playing with Clint so much anymore, though. He's uh, a phenomenal musician uh, in and of himself. Ryan's playing with him some now. Yeah, I've got a few people who come out, but a lot of times, you know, it's like, Ryan's kind of my my right hand dude. If I can have him, like we can play duo, I'd be fine with that all day long. Um, yeah. But it's kind of like out here, you can hire people pretty pretty easily. There's like a really good cast of you know a great person, you know, uh, great fiddle players. Like you can have your choice of like five of them. You know, mm-hmm. great upright players, uh, you know, bass players, drummers. Like you're pretty much good to go on almost anything. Even nice. like pedal steel. Like personally, Ryan, I would never really pay another pedal steel player just because i like ryan so much and i like right. his style but like there's a lot of great i mean just yeah the the caliber of musicians that you get out here is is pretty crazy especially for how accessible they are you know in nashville like there's obviously you know a hundred thousand you know incredible guitar players but like not all of them are accessible at all to people right. you know in the more blue collar side yeah. of working musician L- but lay people yeah exactly but like out here like most everyone is really kind of there's a community aspect that everyone's pretty cool with and everyone's real accessible which is cool tell me tell me a little bit more about this this project of yours so oh my gosh hold on <laughs> hold on Heck, all right yeah. uh, tell me about this project um yeah the so descalada is yeah. either in spanish a snub or rebuff or in Ender's Game, a super intelligent virus that kills crops. Hell yeah. uh, are so, are you one or both or none uh, of the above? So, <laughs> really, honestly, the name. I mean, it's definitely the Portuguese word from Ender's Game. Um, okay. I'm real into. I mean, technically, it's from Speaker of the Dead, which is like the more adult uh, sequel to it, which is one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah, so I mean, in that they describe it as like the ungluer is what it's called. So it like yeah. rips rips apart organisms like molecule by molecule. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like an intelligent feeling disease, I guess. And you're like, that's what I want to do. Yeah, it's with a little <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, honestly, it's a little too metal for what I for what <laughs> I'm putting out. The soft like sad boy, you know, country music that I'm putting out. Yeah, it sounds like when I explain it to people, I was like, all right, all right, <laughs> but. 
it's a beautiful word and uh i don't know something about it fit and it's just like one of my i've read that book so many times and yeah i don't know it just connected with it but i guess you know maybe there's an emotionally ripping people apart that's that's <laughs> so funny that's it's like it's one of those uh book flexes yeah, I go. Like, oh, I read. I read. Yeah. Oh, you think I don't read? Uh, oh, you think I'm illiterate? Yeah. Um, Try again, I, sucker. It's a much more niche book. Okay. Yeah. Every 15 year old boy's read Ender's Game. Yeah, I I really tried Speak for the Dead. I try. I tried all the everything that wasn't the 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 beans. The main, Yeah. Um, I was like, it, it was, it was just getting way, way too hard. I can't like, do, I can't do the spinoff stuff. Like yeah. when they're like, let's do Ender's Game, but from someone else's perspective. Oh, I, I loved like, that book. Oh, that really? Book, but, yeah. <sighs> See, I couldn't do that. But I Speaker for that. the Dead is where I was like, this is, it's this is way too intense. Yeah. It's, it's really dense, but I don't know. It's a really pretty book though. What are some of the, I mean, you have the, the first single, Big Damn Foolishness. Yeah. Uh, damn spelled D-A-M, referring to like yeah, an actual yeah. damn. So, Correct, yeah, yeah. Uh, why? Yeah, about two years ago when me and my wife were on our, our honeymoon, uh, we were driving from, well, we were in Colorado Springs for our honeymoon. We were driving back to North Carolina, and we stopped at some rest stop, and like the big like historical placard sort of thing that was there just said Big Damn Foolishness off the top, and I was like, that's a good saying <laughs> like that just <laughs> it just caught me in some weird way and so I went through and read through it basically it was like I couldn't tell you what county it was in Kansas but kind of middle of nowhere Kansas and back in like I mean I don't want to be you know held to this but something like yeah. the 40s or 50s sure, or something yeah. like that they basically were I think because of floods and maybe to create power for the area they were just like seizing people's farmland and like homeland and just flooding it through with a big dam and that naturally pissed off like a lot of people and so they had this kind of uh grassroots campaign against it in which they titled uh this dam uh big damn foolishness yeah Yeah, i don't know that just kind of struck me for whatever reason that really stuck with me when i like when i'm writing songs and really when i'm doing anything i'm always like just writing down little phrases or little things that just kind of catch me as interesting yeah. And that one just kind of pulled out for whatever reason, like a year later. I don't know. I guess it's a metaphor or something, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be too, a metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be too precious with it or anything, but you know, it's something along those lines <laughs> for, I guess. Yes. Yeah, you know, stuff, stuff happening that, you know, you have no control over in your life. Yeah. Um, which is, I guess, a theme in my life or something. <laughs> yeah. It's a theme in everyone's life. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, to 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 some more and to some less, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll give you that. Cool. And now you're working on the the second single. How do you how do you feel about yeah. the album overall? Like, are you feeling confident with it? Are you feeling happy with it? What what are some? You also recorded it during COVID. Yeah. So yeah. There's, there's like a Man. lot there. Yeah, I think. I mean, it really depends on like not only the day, but like the hour of the day yeah. how I'm feeling about it, yeah. but. I would say like the overall theme is like, I feel incredibly proud of it. Like the people that came together on that record, like going into it, I was like, I don't even know if this will be anything. Like I'm going to try and do it. And I'm like really excited to finally like, I mean, I've been writing forever and I feel like I've never been able to like actually bring like one project, like one grouping of songs to an end before I like get tired of it and start writing in some different way. Um, and this is like the first time that I've really like stuck it through and been like, no, this is like, this is one thing. This is a project. 
in fact, I've gotten to a point that it's almost entirely, I feel really proud of it. Like for the first time in my life, I'm able to look at some songs that I wrote and I'm like, all right, that's like finally, you know, bridging the gap between like what I listen to and what I create. I'm finally getting on the same plane where I'm like, no, this is, this is something worthy of, you know, people hearing. Yeah. I mean, I can't say it enough, but the people who all worked on it are just magicians. Like they're all so good at what they do. And they like, this whole process has been pretty life-changing for me and just the amount of like care that other people have put into my project I don't know, like every step of the way and everything that I've been doing, it's just been like, I've had like motion or like uh, moments of being like really kind of emotional about it. Cause it's just like, Oh, I like knew people cared about me and stuff, but like, Oh, these people like really deeply care about me and stuff. Like they feel as deeply about uh, me as I do about them. Yeah. And it just keeps being like a constant reminder. Um, it's been really cool. Cause even like I had a Kickstarter that I released just to start, like I've paid for everything out of pocket so far, but like, release it just to be able to get some physical stuff out and like get I don't know a little promotion because like it's it can be so expensive to promote your own music out of pocket I mean I was fun, fully funded with it like within like 12 hours no way yeah and and then I more. mean like I'm at 150 percent funded right now well and it just like I didn't like right before I launched it I was like me and my wife were sitting in the car she was dropping me off for work and I was just like launched it and I was like this is going to be really embarrassing when I get like $12. <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of joking. I knew some people who were like, you know, I've got family. <laughs> yeah. There's some yeah, family yeah. members who'll kick a little bit, but sure. I did. I like, she like refreshed it like 10 minutes later. She's like, Oh, you're like 175 bucks. I was like, that's a great first day. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, full on, they just, people kept giving and like, we're so generous people that I didn't even expect to be, you know, interested at all sort of thing were so generous with me and so it's like i've just i don't know it's been an emotional roller coaster this whole experience yeah yeah have you gotten to talk with any of the people like reached out to them like been able to like thank them and ask them questions because i'm always curious like what why why do people give money is like right just so interesting to me because i'm like i think it's worthwhile but you know, also depending on the day, depending on the hour, I think that I'm human garbage and should be expelled, you know? (laughs) So like what has anybody given you some, some insights of like, Colton, I just believe in you. I believe in your art. Like I want this to happen for you and I love you, man. Here's a hundred bucks. Like, yeah. Has, has it been like that? It has. Yeah. For, for, for several people. I mean, there's some people, there's one dude who donated like 250 bucks named Bob that I have no fucking clue who he is. Cool. I need to figure it out. Cause I was like, I know like two Bobs and neither of them make sense who've given that kind of money to me. Yeah. Well, Bob is just a filler name. Yeah, I guess, I guess. But like, yeah, I've had a bunch of people who've like had really, I mean, I have a hard time even accepting it sometimes where they'll like sit down and they'll like, you know, trying to really connect with me and be like, yeah, I just like, I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of what you're doing. Like I, I genuinely believe in it and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I have a hard time sometimes accepting that. Yeah. Um, you know, even, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've had, I've had quite a few people who've, who've reached out in that way and it's just, it's super meaningful, but it's like meaningful to me the next day or the day after that. Cause like in the yeah. moment, my, for whatever reason, you know, like my mind and heart just shut it down. They're like, nah, I don't know. They're just saying that. That's a nice thing to yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, they're just giving me money. They don't even need yeah, money. Yeah. It's they're just, just giving me like what would be to me a fairly significant amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, people have been wildly supportive. Like, I mean, like I just said earlier, it's just like, 
it's been an emotional emotional roller an emotional roller coaster yeah, yeah like i've just felt you know more supported than i really ever have in my life <laughs> which that's is cool. so cool that's yeah. such a cool feeling man it is it is it's really something to be thankful for and i yeah. am deeply like deeply deeply thankful for i like yeah. every time that i like you know get a little grumbly about like I got to get up and go to work this morning sort of thing. I'm just like, yeah. quit fucking complaining. <laughs> like, yeah. You're the luckiest dude alive right now. Like people have been just showing you love and like pouring it out freely on you. Like you have nothing to complain about. I love talking about uh, logistics, like how, yeah. how you get from, from one place to another. So I, I, I do yeah. want to get, get back a little bit into the recording and in a little bit and ask about how, how you go from, making music that's like so different from the music that you listen to like how do you close that gap but before we get yeah. there like you you did this album with nap time recording yeah right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, okay. yeah yeah i feel like so, i'm in like nardwar or something like that no, <laughs> You're just I mean, pulling out like people so <laughs> colton here's the thing yeah. you only have like you have like five instagram posts <laughs> so when it comes to like researching Research. you it's like there there's like three topics of conversation yeah, that yeah, you have sure. in your instagram and i'm like sure. okay i'm pretty sure pretty sure i get i get yeah. what you he, yeah. he keeps mentioning these same people. Yep. Three out of the five posts are about these people. Yeah, this is clearly yeah. what he cares about. Yeah. Um, so nap time recordings, uh, I imagine like smaller, smaller setup. It, you, you said, yeah. like, thank, thank you for allowing us into your home. So, it's yeah. ho- so home it's, recording. It's like prosumer home recording, like the nicest version of that that you can like think of. Like he's put so much love and care into that studio. And now it's yeah. like he's fuck, like he's booked out like every weekend sort of thing. I was his first project in there, but yeah. like that's kind of always been, um, so like Garrett, uh, who runs that and his wife, Shay have been like two of my closest friends for over a decade now. Like they're, you know, family pretty much. And, yeah. uh, we've like always like Garrett's a songwriter as well and stuff. So we've always like, that's been our relationship has been like tossing songs back and forth. I'm like, oh, I'm working on this. I'm working on this he, you know, had me up as his first, you know, person to kind of christen the studio and whatnot. Like, it's just kind of an incredible environment. What he was able to do with that is just kind of incredible. Like the comfort level and just like, I don't know, his arsenal of gear is really nice too. And like everything just sounds great in there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it is kind of like, you know, one good like live room. And then he's got like a, you know, an amp room and stuff. And then his control room. Um, And we pretty much spent, like three days up there just like really banging it out we were doing like 16 hour days wow um jeez that's brutal really brutal i mean i was fully checked out by the end by the end i did not know i was like oh i don't know man i can't hear like another vocal take of my own yeah like it sounds like garbage to me and i feel like i'm just Mm -hmm. really fucking up and like now with some you know time from that like i've been able to have a little more perspective and i'm like okay this is all right yeah 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 (laughs) but yeah, I think we were all pretty, I don't know, pretty ragged at the end of that, <laughs> for sure. I would yeah. definitely give myself more time next time. But there is something you get from really, like, like that was, like, our life for three days. Like, you get done with that, and you're like, I don't remember what I was doing before this. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just so immersive. And I think there was something from that that really kind of did, you know, imprint itself on the record. 
Yeah, um, that's really I, nice. I feel like that's way better than just letting it just go out forever. Like, oh well, yeah, like if you're doing it like in a home set setup mm-hmm. where it's like, ah, it's been six months and now yeah, I've kind of lost the script yeah. for this whole thing. I'm gonna yeah. do one vocal take today and then another <laughs> tomorrow. It's just yeah, it's garbage. Ah, yeah, for sure. Focusing that pain into three days is exactly is a good exactly. call. I'm I imagine Garrett is a huge help in moving from like the kind of music you make to the kind of music that you listen to. But like, is there, is there something that you've been like watching or learning that's been helping you move in that direction or giving you that more critical ear? Yeah. So who is it that you're trying to like, like copy? Like I want, I want or, or just like just uh, the actual like audio of being like, I want, I want the clarity, like the, the guitar clarity, of tallest kid on earth or tallest man yeah, on earth yeah. or like all that kind of stuff who who are you trying to emulate in that way yeah so i mean when i was giving like i i'm not like a very technical person when it comes to the recording process me neither like, yeah and i don't know what the fuck i'm doing and luckily you know garrett and ryan like they do have really good ears for that and stuff and so i know when something's right and mm-hmm. when something's wrong but that's about all i can say yeah i mean it, it kind of makes sense if you hear it like in, in the world like milk carton kids and uh mandolin orange and stuff like that are definitely like tones like kind of vibes i'm going mm-hmm. for though the writing is is different in some ways right um that's definitely kind of the the vibe there's a cactus blossoms record that i really liked that i think i sent them over like sound wise i don't know i think for me like mostly what i've been like i'm focusing and they allowed me to really focus on like writing the best songs that i could write and that's what I'm constantly like studying. Like as far yeah. as production wise, like I don't know, I don't have anything for it. Like yeah. I, I don't have anything to add. I just need to like get the right people in the room to do it yeah. <laughs> to do it yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. Songwriting wise, though, I mean, I'm constantly listening to music. Joe Pug has his podcast, the the Working Songwriter, that mm-hmm. I'm constantly listening to. Since I got booked on this, I've listened to some of your stuff too. Yeah. And like, there's like you had like three of like the people that I really, really respect on in your like last few, like Esther Rose, oh, nice. yeah, like yeah. her, uh, we had one of her tunes is like the walk-off tune at my wedding. Nice. Uh, Chris Acker is the, I mean, God, what a hell of a songwriter. Yeah. And then John Davey is like, he's kind of one of the homies from back in Indiana. Like I've, oh, known, cool. him, I've known him since high school Nice. and like I booked him on like a ton of shows during college and stuff. We're like really long term acquaintances kind yeah, of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've been in the same room so many times we absolutely know each other but like yeah you know we've yeah not quite homies but like yeah but yeah. We, we clearly not enemies definitely not enemies yeah, yeah yeah in a war we would fight together exactly, exactly up and up yeah. until then we would just say hey <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly but john davie someone i've respected forever like i remember yeah. I, I booked him on my i was like a, a booker for this show at my college that we did like every Wednesday and I put John Davey on there as often as I possibly could where people yeah. would still come out to see him because yeah. he just kind of blew me away and he would always kind of like mock people at the college because we were going to like a private college that cost us a shit ton of money yeah and I didn't even want to be there and I wasn't yeah. good at I dropped out after five years like <laughs> five years yeah the worst college. yeah the worst thing you where could was possibly... this money coming from were you on a scholarship 
No, loans. I still owe it. Loans. <laughs> yeah, you dude. quit after five years on yeah, loans. Dude. Yeah, dude. I tried to quit after one year, but the girl that I was dating convinced me to keep going, which was a mistake. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Real she knew. Mistake. She knew best. Yeah. I guess, man. She yeah. kept me, and you know, I'm still paying that off. But like, he was always it's a fifty thousand know, dollar girlfriend, right there. It is. It really is, man. <laughs> and like a lot of other stuff on top of it. So <laughs> she left me with Jeez. several scars. <laughs> Jeez. But uh, yeah, like he would always kind of mock us and stuff a little bit during his shows, where you know he's like, "Yeah, yeah, like how's it going? You know, you guys are paying you know thirty thousand dollars a year to be here. How's it going? Like Jeez. I don't owe a dime, and I'm on the road full time, sort of thing. Like because back oh in the gosh. like he was really hustling back then. Like yeah, he was on the road all the time. And mm. every single time he'd come around, I'd be talking to my friends. I was like, man, I fucked up. Yeah. Man, I should have just gone on the road. I shouldn't have went to college. This was never right for me. Like, huh. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I'm constantly, I mean, back to, I guess, the more of the subject, like, constantly just, like, listening to other songwriters and trying to absorb why, you know, something is cool that they're doing and just trying to grow in, in, in that aspect and trying to grow as a guitar player a little bit. But like, honestly, I've been playing guitar for 16 years and I'm just a so-so guitar player still. I so, feel that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's someone that you've really dissected? Like someone you really, really look up to kind of a songwriter hero that you've really dissected. Yeah. A bunch. I mean, if we're talking like you know, really long-term stuff, like, it's going to be no surprise to any songwriter, but like John Prine means a whole lot to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, to, to a lot of people, a lot of people. I mean, that's yeah. like, as far as people, you know, dying that you don't know, like that's the only one that's kind of ever like really hit mm. me in the gut sort of thing. Mm. You know, that's, yeah, that's never going to, Willie Nelson is huge for me. Yeah. I think the dude is a writer through and through and just like has been able to write like what I deeply want to be able to do is like write something that feels like a throwaway line that it like at the end of it, when you go back through it, like it hits you in the gut sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like, John oh God, Prine, genius. Yeah, exactly. And John Prine and Willie Nelson can do that both and be able to like something that I, it's not on this record at all. I'm really deeply trying to learn how to put like genuine humor in songs. Mm -hmm. Like that's the hardest thing in the world to me. And both of those guys can do it in spades. Like yeah. they, they can, they can make you laugh and cry in the same song. Yeah. Like, and, and I've never, I've like always taken it too seriously and I'm really trying mm. to like loosen up a bit. Cause like they're yeah. so loose and natural in that. And I feel like I'm really always just fucking bearing my soul on every yeah, tune yeah, yeah. that I write. <laughs> I want people to be able to have fun. Like my mom and my wife both are always like, these are really good, but like, they're so sad. <laughs> like, yeah. can you write something like happy or something? Like we, you're a happy person. Why don't you write happy music? It's like, I don't, I don't know, man. I am, I am genuinely happy, but yeah, it just doesn't come out that way. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense. You know, there's stuff, you, there's stuff people have to get out. <laughs> For sure. Oftentimes art be, is the way. Yeah. It can be really cathartic. And like, I've always been drawn to sad music for whatever reason. Like that's always what hits the, hits the hardest but but i am happy like i'm genuinely a very happy person like i've got yeah. a lot to be thankful for and like i don't know i'm really lucky in a lot of ways i don't know i'm working on it you'll, you'll hear yeah. some some happy songs eventually okay, maybe good, the next good, record good, <laughs> good off off the top of your head is there a particular like couple of john prine lines that you feel like are absolute standouts he's got this one um off uh the tree forget his his last record before he, he passed uh, uh sometimes my heart's like a 
washing machine just bounces around till my soul comes clean. Hmm. I mean, it's just like, it's simple. It's yeah. not, but like it kind of hits you on different levels and it's just like, oh, that's genius, man. It's hard to not find a, to find a song that doesn't have something kind of profound that hits you. He's got a lot. I mean, every line in like Sam Stone is just brutal. Like that's the most brutal song in the world. Mm. It just hits you the whole time, but he's able to like, you know, he talks about him having a, a purple heart and a monkey on his back. And yeah. it's like, oh, come on, man. That's such yeah. a good line. Like it just, he's able to, I mean, the like the prionisms in all of his songs where he's able just to put something that sounds so commonplace and make yeah. it like deeply, deeply profound. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think he just like had a lot of respect for like regular ass people. Um, I think that really showed through in kind of everything he did. Yeah. I mean, I live on the West Coast, which we all know mm-hmm. are like extremely elitist and, you know, <laughs> uh, we, stereotype. We, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we look down on every person who's not, sure. you know, on the sure. West Coast alongside sure. us. So as someone, yeah, so <laughs> as, as, uh, as someone who is not on the West Coast, do you do you feel like that that's that's a trait that you see more frequently within songwriters around there being able to appreciate uh fellow trogs yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i think so like there is like a lot of tunes like if you look at like you know anyone around here like a lot of tunes about really regular ass people like really yeah. common people like working people is is fairly common and i feel like there just is a lot of stuff especially like i don't know here in Asheville you get a little bit of both. Like you get a lot of really down to earth people who genuinely just like love and support other people. And then you get like a lot of kind of the West coasty, uh, you know, vibe of like pretty superior. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but like where I'm from in Indiana, it's all that. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. very much like a, you know, don't get above your raisin, you know, sort of vibe. And don't get don't. above your raisin. That's a, yeah, your that's raisin. a phrase. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, your, your raisin. I thought not, not I, like, I, like I thought dried grapes. grapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, don't get above that raisin, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Old no. man just sets a raisin down on the counter. <laughs> no, no, like raising. But like, yeah, there's yeah. like kind of a vibe of like, don't talk about yourself too much. Yeah. Like, it's not about you sort of thing. Like, yeah anyone who is like real about themselves and stuff like doesn't quite fit in in that culture super well like honestly to the point that i have to like deprogram some of that like it's okay to like you know self-promote a little bit and it's okay to like be proud of yourself yeah Uh, (laughs) and in fact it's important in a lot of ways for mental health but like i guess that's why so many people up there are so sad all the time but there's like very much like humility is like huge i mean huge huge especially where I'm from in Indiana, but I think like across the Midwest, that's a pretty decent through line. With someone who clearly does not share a ton of himself on the internet or self-promote mm. a ton. Yeah. How... Dude, I'm trying. You're seeing that as like, that's after I'm like making concerted efforts. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm well aware that every single one of those Instagram posts I was reading, I was like, oh, he's trying so hard just to be here today. Yes, yes. And, 100%, <laughs> man. 100%. So you, all, all, all the respect where it is due. <laughs> um, when it comes to like mar- marketing an album, getting, asking mm. a bunch of people to listen to an album. Yeah. 
P.S. When when does the album come out? Because first single has come out and second single will. No, first single yeah. has has not come out. Has come out. No, first single's out. Okay, um, yeah. First single came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Second one, pull up my calendar right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second one will come out August twenty seventh. Uh, full record out uh, September twenty fifth. September twenty fifth. Okay. Yeah. So by like September twenty fifth and. You know, sadly, I I always wish that like things ended, you know, at the release date, and you could just call it. But like, oh yeah, there's you're a lot still, of work after. Yeah. There, there's still a lot of work <laughs> after. Work. Yeah. So what? How are you stretching yourself to get other people to listen to this who don't already know you? Yeah, I mean, um, th- this this counts as one exactly, certainly. No. Yeah, for sure. No, and this is like stuff. You also like this hired a guy to email me, I guess. Like, <laughs> well, that was actually Garrett. That's the that was Garrett, Garrett Langibartles. Yeah, okay, he's, okay. he's the homie. So he he's been doing like a ton, a ton of work for just like trying to get me out there. Yeah, um, and I've got several other friends who've just been willing to like put in their, you know. You sound like you have the nicest and, friends, dude, man. I can't be more grateful, and I can't. You just have people just free labor, just chilling around right now. And like some of them, I have paid at least as much as I can. But like, they really like full on have like went to bat for me. Yeah, which is super cool. I mean, yeah, it was not a tiny email that I got about you. I bet. I bet it was. Yeah, it was. It was a full. This is a contextualized email to me. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) man. Yeah, he. He's been he's been really putting in a lot of work. I mean, like a lot of work. And I've had several other people like I don't know, some of like grassroots stuff is what feels most comfortable to me because like that doesn't really take anything other than Right. Just, like, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's yeah, it's the best yeah. part cuz yeah, other people are doing it. <laughs> and like you know and you know that like at the end of the day like the people who dig it like actually dig it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Um and that's found like I've had people who are really willing to like put me out there in whatever way they can yeah um and like put me on stuff i mean it's been i it's such a learning project or process but like you know i'm on submit hub every day like trying yeah. to get you know geez that's a tough stuff. one yeah it's really tough like it's yeah. really tough and like all of those other sorts of services where i can like get in contact with people and like i've got you know actually the house that i'm in right now i live out in the middle of fucking nowhere like yeah. we can't even get internet on our property that's like funny no like satellite nothing yeah nothing and so like the dude that i'm at his house right now andy farrell like he put me he's got a radio show here in Asheville every sunday mm-hmm. and stuff and, like he's playing my tune and stuff like cool stuff like that like i've just had i'm really trying to grow locally as much as i can and like I'm just forcing myself. I'm not a natural networker. Even in the, you know, nice version of networking where you just like meet new people. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not great yeah. at that. Like, the nice version of networking is just making friends. You seem friendly friends. enough. I'm friendly enough when it comes to me. You know? Yeah. But I'm not good yeah. at like reaching out to new people. Sure. Like, that's oh. not a natural thing for me at all. Yeah. Like I'm weirdly shy until they're here and then I'm like, all right, all right, we can. Yeah. You know, we can have a, a rapport here. But yeah, yeah. I'm like really trying to work on that though. Because yeah. I think it is important and I found that like a lot of the people that I know who have success are just good at that. They're just like, I don't know, that person can't be that scary. Like, let's just go talk to him. <laughs> it's like a strange belligerence. 
Yeah. Of like, you know, what's the worst that can happen? They can ignore me forever. Exactly. Which is what, yeah. which is what they were already doing. Exactly. So it's not that bad. I've, I've been getting better at that. So like, it's yeah. been some just like reaching out to people and being like, I don't know. Will you put me on in some way? Like, can yeah. I help you in some way? Like, is there? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm still learning so much about promotion. Such a weird world. <laughs> yeah. You, you also mentioned Submit Hub. So it, yeah. just context for anybody who doesn't know what Submit Hub is. It's where you send them your music and then they reject you. Deeply, yeah. They Deeply. Have to, they have to say and, why. And specifically, <laughs> they'll specifically tell you why they don't yeah. dig your music. And then out of every like 150, you'll have one be like, yeah, yeah, I'll put it on my playlist that four yeah. people listen to. <laughs> yeah, it was, f- yeah, and his feedback, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. That's what you get. And you get like a week of them playing it on their playlist. Then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Every once in a while, you get something nice or something like helpful. Like yeah, there will be like random, pretty earnest people on there who are like, "Doug, this wasn't as into this, yeah, or like really like it, but like it's not for my audience, sort of thing. Wouldn't dig it, like you know, yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. People don't like. There's people in the world who don't like my music, and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I don't. There, there's no self, you know, yeah. <laughs> self worth. Songwriting that's come okay, from that. production bad, yeah. voice bad, <laughs> thoughts okay, and you're like, oh no. Cool, cool, cool. cool. I'm glad I paid you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty brutal in a lot of ways. It's pretty know. brutal. Are you at all interested in doing doing big damn foolishness while we're while we're sure, here, man? Sure, got my lyric sheet in front of me because I'm prone to perfect uh, forgetting everything that I've ever learned. <laughs> you can always just add in new lyrics if you need. Yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of add a little on the fly. <laughs> Traded your body for 25 acres of earth. 
done man appreciate it i like the song <laughs> i appreciate it i appreciate it i put a lot of work into it so it's nice yeah to yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, anyway really song sucks so <laughs> just imagine doing that just like berating your podcast Vo- guest. vocals okay uh <laughs> you spent a lot of money on college so are, just... are you on cement hub are you the guy who's been <laughs> Yeah, one of my one of my favorite pieces of doing this is meeting good people who write good music and sure. um yeah, I mean clearly people like you if they're it's, willing it seems to be, yeah. If they're willing to do this work, why why do you think like wh- what do you think they would say about you? Like cuz um, c- clearly you don't talk yourself up a ton, but I don't. I think that they would. 
Yeah, no, some people really do. Um, it's it like always somehow surprises me. Like, oh shit, people like me. <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of wild. Um, I don't know exactly what they would say about me, but like, I I try and like be there for other people. Always, like, I've mm-hmm. always been like a real softy, yeah. and I'm I'm like lucky to have. I mean, that didn't like happen on my own or anything. Like, I've got like the sweetest family in the world. Like yeah. they're and everyone who meets them, we're like, oh, your fa- your parents are the best. Like they're, yeah. they're the nicest people in the world. And I feel like your mom would kill someone for you. And I was like, oh, yeah. she absolutely would. And like, she has. <laughs> I'll show you where the bodies are. <laughs> no, but like they're truly just like good, good, good hearted people. And like full on would do anything for anyone. Like literally like give the shirt off their back sort of thing. Like yeah. it's just kind of the the example that I've had. I don't, I mean, it's hard to say like, why, why do people like you? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I try and be genuine with everyone. I'm like deeply self-conscious about like the words that I, I use and like how I present myself in general and like to not be dishonest in any of that. Like I like fakeness, like has always been something that I can smell from a mile away and that I like (laughs) run away from, like really run away from. I think I'm like earnest sometimes to the point of like self deprecation and like self infliction a little bit. Yeah. yeah, Like, like I'm not feeling great about myself today. So like, I'm going to let you know that I don't think I'm hot shit right now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've always been really lucky with, with the people that I've been able to surround myself with. They're just like genuinely good natured. It's weird. Like there's a whole crew of like, it's like a bunch of ex Protestant Christian people. Like, huh. that's my whole, my whole circle. It's like everyone, yeah. like, used to go to church sort of thing. Yeah. And so I think we, like, had something good from that, like, baked into the cake. Yeah. And then we, like, left everything else that sucked yeah. from that, like, yeah. <laughs> like way behind. Because, yeah. like, that was, like, my whole world for a long time. Was like, okay. Yeah, the whole Protestant Christian world. Yeah. But, um, and that's, like, the college I went to was, like, a Christian school and stuff. Oh, okay. And, yeah. It, it sounded like it with that amount yeah, of money. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, okay. they really, How old are you now? 29 in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's funny. Like every every person I went to, it's called Indiana Wesleyan University. We call it IWU. Like every IWU person I run into, like, you know, that I haven't seen in a few years, like the first thing, they can like look at you sideways a little bit and like, you still, uh, you still part of that? Or, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. everyone's, everyone universally, it's about like, no, 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 yeah. deeply no. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> But, like, there's still just, I don't know, there was a group of people there that just, like, they were good to their core, like, really genuinely good people. Um, yeah. And then I've been able to surround myself here in North Carolina with the same sort of people who just, like, are deeply good to their core. That's special. Uh, it really is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. All right, we're going to go into the uh, things that I ask everybody, but are I, I, I like the answers typically. A bad piece of music advice you've gotten about your career. Mm. I don't know that I can give something specific. Like not a people, a lot of people have like just given me outright advice. I guess like the biggest thing, like I feel like I'd be a lot further in. I need, I need to rephrase. Basically, in Indiana, like there's no such thing as a professional musician. Okay. And and the idea, if you had told someone, you're like, I'm gonna be a musician, like a musician. Yeah. Like, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, but what are you gonna do? Right. Like for work. <laughs> people people say that everywhere. To be they fair. do they do everywhere and but anywhere like, that's not Nashville. For sure. But like, I'll say that here, you know, I've got friends who grew up here who like were next door neighbors to like professional musicians and stuff. So like, that was like a path that they thought like, no, no, there are people here who work. 
right. in the music industry. And in Indiana, where I'm from, like, I'd never met a professional musician before I moved out here. Like, yeah. never once. Yeah. Like, not even people who were doing it for money in any way, shape, or form. Like, there's people right. who are playing bars for free. Right. Like, who are, you know, giving people, like, their service for absolute free. And right. so I think, like, just the idea that, like, like, I remember even wanting to be, like, my first thing when I first went to college. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll be a music producer or something like that. Like, I'll learn, you know, audio engineering. And even that was, like, yeah, yeah, there's no money in that. Like, that wasn't even, like, like you can't really do that. But, like, yeah. you know, maybe pick something a little more profitable. And I think that, like... I could throw that away in the garbage because like there just right. are so many things like especially nowadays like you can do on your own right and like you don't have to make a killing but like you can make enough like, yeah <laughs> you can get by yes and yeah, that wasn't totally. I had no frame of reference for that yeah uh, and so I would I would throw that right in the garbage for sure <laughs> nice nice is there a is there a particular book that that you've felt really influenced by or inspired by over the last year or so Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I I'll have to extend it a little bit past last year because yeah, yeah, yeah. like two years ago I was going through some stuff and I like my whole purpose for that year was pretty much like I'm gonna read a book every week. Wow. Good and God. I and I did. I, I read more than actually a book a week That's over the so course intense. of that year. And some of them were like hefty boys. But <laughs> um basically this whole series, the Port Williams series by Wendell Berry, a specifically a place on earth. Um, he's writing about like this kind of nowhere town in Kentucky in like the forties. I mean, I, there's probably full on ripped off lines in my record from, from nice. that book. Like it's beautiful. Like every single, like I, I, you know, do the like rabbit ears or whatever, like fold over my pages yeah. and there's like a line that I really connect with. Yeah. And it's like, I stopped doing it in, in his books. Cause it was like yeah. literally every page I found something that like, cause he's a poet as well. And yeah. he writes and just this really like every line is just has so much intention and it's just beautiful, like easily the most beautiful writer I've ever read. So A Place on Earth is like, that's, yeah, that, that book is all, means a lot to me for sure. Yeah. Check it out. I'm uh, desperately Dude. in need of another, another book. Right uh, pull up any, A Place on Earth, Jaber Crow is another one from that series that's really, really good. Cool. It's just gorgeous, like full on can bring you to tears, like gorgeous writing. Nice. Uh, worst concert that Ooh. you you ever you ever played? <laughs> I've ever. Oh, that I've ever played. Uh, you're talking like I was to throw someone under the bus. Like, <laughs> I could though. <laughs> there's a couple I've been to that were doozies. Um, there's been a couple real bummers. One of them was just like I'll give you two because there are two that kind of are in distinct different categories. One was several years ago. Garrett Langevardis was talking about put on a show at this coffee shop he was working at mm-hmm. in, in Marion, Indiana, uh, called the Abbey. And he asked me to play some music for it. Cause it was like an art show slash there was music for like the opening night. Yeah. And I played some tunes and I was playing like, I mean, I play bummers now, but I was playing like real bummers back then Sure. and yeah. just too far in that. And I was also <laughs> like, I don't know. I thought it was edgy or something. This was probably like five or six years ago, but I was like, that was really edgy to like cuss a lot in my music. Yeah. And I was like really throwing them in there wherever. And like, I've got Garrett's, I don't know, probably like 80 year old grandma sitting like directly in front of me right. as I'm just like F bomb after F bomb after F bomb, yeah. <laughs> like really yeah. bared it. And she's like real conservative and stuff yeah. and was not digging it. And then no one said a word to me afterwards. Well, like even my friends, like no one was like, Oh, good job. Like not, no one said a single word to me. Even my yeah. friends who were there, like didn't say anything to me. And I'd like forgot like several verses, like in every song I'd like forget a verse pretty much. 
I like went home to my like one bedroom apartment and like alone, just like drank a couple bottles of wine, like fell asleep, like butt ass naked on my couch. Yeah. <laughs> rough, like really rough. I felt yeah. very bad about myself that night. Yeah. And then another one, apparently it was not a bad show from what sure. I've heard from people afterwards. But yeah. we, I was playing with Clint Roberts and we played in Raleigh. North Carolina at the poor house. We had, I hadn't played with this drummer that we were working with before we like practice at his house, like right before the gig. He was like, well, anyone want to smoke before we leave? And I was like, yeah, I'll smoke a little bit. And yeah. like pulls out this big, like table size bong. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. We're smoking, smoking and stuff. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm cool. It's fine. I'm cool. I'm cool. And took just like a huge rip off of it from him and just like was completely disassociating for the next like several hours, Jeez. including the whole time we were on stage. Yeah. And it's funny because like afterwards, like I felt like garbage the whole time. And I was like, I like cannot find any rhythm whatsoever. And I was playing bass for him and stuff like can't right. find any rhythm. I can't remember where these songs are going. They keep surprising me, like if yeah. we're going to chorus <laughs> and stuff. And afterwards, Clint was like, No, I thought that was like one of the better shows you played. That's so funny. And I was like, good, because like I'd full on like, <laughs> yeah, felt like garbage, like yeah. absolute garbage. <laughs> so, yeah, those are two of the worst for sure. It like continues to surprise people where like it, it, everyone kind of has this story where it's like, you know, I thought I was really good at this job and I could kind of do it under any uh -huh. circumstance. And then, you know, I did this one thing and I was like, wait, I don't know how to do this at all. Oh yeah. Like, I don't well, no fool on your fingers are just like I what yeah. do I do with these? What do yeah. I do with these? Like full yeah. on Yeah, I can't smoke. Like I cannot touch marijuana before a show anymore. Right. I won't. Like since then I absolutely won't. I'm like, no, yeah. no, hell no. Yeah. Hell no. I'll have like a disassociative panic attack if I do yeah. that. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm glad that you understand that uh thing about yourself. <laughs> oh, some yeah. people some people thrive on it. Some people um Dude, and some I know people several. do not. Yeah, I know several who've gotten on like they're like, yeah, I don't know, just ate Nathan shrooms. I'm gonna go play a gig, and I'm like, I'd rather die. I'd rather die. Yeah. Than die. And they destroy it. Like yeah. they just get into some headspace. They absolutely destroy it. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, I'd absolutely like put me in the ground, please. I do not yeah. want that at all. <laughs> yeah, I like knowing what I'm doing. Yes. And, yes. In this in this particular circumstance i yes. like to know what i'm doing when especially I'm doing with it. lyrics like when you're yeah. trying to memorize lyrics like i just can't be in any headspace except for like dead sober right like i just can't i won't remember stuff yeah i'll always start on verse two. Oh yeah and then All yeah the time. you just gotta like, go oh, with it yeah 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 <laughs> put in verse one where verse two should have been it makes no sense or just do verse just... two again like, yeah <laughs> like i know i just sang this but this is what i got in my head right now <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, yep. Happens, uh, happens far too often. Um, dude, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, for, for anybody wanting to check out your music, where can, cause Big Damn Foolishness is already out. So where, out where Spotify, are people, okay. Apple music, every, anything. I mean, all the streaming yeah. services. Yeah. Under the name Descolada is the artist name. D E S C O L A D A. You can find me on Instagram, Descolada underscore music. Uh, you'll find some content there for yeah. sure. <laughs> More to come, I swear. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. really making a concerted effort. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and you can find like I have a link tree on there to like anything else that I'm kind of working on. Cool. Um, right there in my bio. Those are definitely like the spots. Spotify seems to be where most people are listening right now. Cool, man. I'm excited to hear the rest of the stuff. Like, yeah, appreciate it, dude. 
I mean, the only one that I've heard is Big Damn Foolishness. So, I'm, yeah, but I already sure. like it. I, well, there's there's some other tunes on there that I'm really proud yeah, of. Well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing it. And cool. yeah, thanks appreciate for it. thanks for hanging out, man. Yeah, dude, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate. It. I really genuinely like your podcast a lot. Like, like okay. I said at the beginning, like some of it when I was like looking through like Garrett sent it over, and I was like, okay, Chris Acker, like that's full on what I've been listening to all year. Like that's nice. the dude. Esther nice. Rose, John Davey, I was like, okay, Sam Doors, like a bunch of like really good, really yeah. good songwriters. So yeah, it's an honor to be in any uh, grouping with them of any <laughs> sort. So. <Yeah. laughs> 